Welcome back to Houts About. We are going to tell you about the land of smiles, where the heat, curry, pad thai, sea breezes lift your heart and hold you in the embrace of a country proud of its heritage and very willing to share its mysteries, beaches, recipes, massages, wildlife, and maybe if your timing is right, a bucket of water to the face for a blessing. This is Thailand. Okay, Thailand, the perfect beach. That's what I was looking for. Uh, not sure at that point how we were going to find it. There's a lot of logistics between buses and boats and ferries and seasons of the year and where it's rainy and where it's not. It was just overwhelming to, to figure out how to get from crazy Bangkok all the way out to some of these very remote islands. There's hundreds of them out there, and it's hard to even wrap our heads around which ones to pick. And, I know. Honestly, yeah. we were just staring at a map just like, oh my gosh, where do we even start? So that was Justin's perspective going into Thailand was, I'm going to find the perfect beach. For me, I was just really hoping that it would be kind of a change of pace for us from Vietnam. I guess if you had listened to our Vietnam episode, you know that was a little bit of a harder time for us. So I was just kind of hoping new country, new perspective. And it really was, for me, a big shift. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I just knew that I'd heard it was the land of smiles, and it really, really was. The people there are super smiley. Even if they're mad at you, they will smile, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're just really, really friendly. And um, I think part of that that was really easy to get into was the way that you greet each other on the street or say thank you. And they're a culture that really does. They, they greet each other wherever you go. Um, you've got... Two phrases, which, um, hello, is Saudi, Saudi ka or Saudi cup, mm-hmm. uh, depending on if, if you're a man or a woman. So Justin would say Saudi cup, and I would say Saudi ka, and then kapkun ka or kapkun cup for thank you. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's a tonal language, so you can't just say kapkun ka. Mm-hmm. Because if I said kapkun ka, which I did um, to some men on a boat, I was trying to thank them for helping carry my bag. They started laughing because I think they thought I said kapkun cup because it was too short. Mm-hmm. And I realized at the point, you have to say it the way that the Thai women say it, which is kapkun ka. <laughs> That's a little exaggerated. but <laughs> No, really not. Though. Maybe not exaggerated. It sounds very flirtatious. You so. <laughs> are just supposed to put all this like oomph into it. So it's sabari <laughs> ka. <laughs> if you don't say it like that, they won't really respond. They'll be like kind of confused. So that but was really funny. They would laugh at her either way. but at It's least, true, but uh, there was just a lot of laughter. One was more of a delighted laugh, another was a confused laugh. So, totally, yeah. totally. But... That was just kind of our intro into like, oh man, these people are really fun. Mm-hmm. Very quickly after we got there, it was Songkran, mm-hmm. which is um, the annual nationwide water fight for their New Year's. So mm-hmm. it's essentially Thai New Year. Um, and basically the whole country shuts down and turns into a massive three-day water fight, yep. which was unbelievable. We just would walk down the street and the streets are packed. We, we had our Songkran in Phuket. And um, Phuket's an island, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's an island. First yeah. island. First island we went to. Mm-hmm. And the streets are so packed, you are, you are literally shoulder to shoulder walking down the streets with people. And everyone has water guns, buckets, cups, anything that can possibly hold water. And you're just dumping water on each other and smiling and laughing. And there's this phrase. Do you remember the phrase to say? Something like that. It means um, Happy New Year in Thai. Very good. Well, I'm super impressed. I had to think about it. Uh, And everybody is in on it. You'd be walking by a respectable 
restaurant or hotel and people are dressed in you know nice clothes at the doors and you're like oh so they're not in the water fight it's fine then you keep looking at them and they look at you and all of a sudden they're pulling out water guns and shooting you in the it's back hilarious uh, yeah and there's almost an unspoken like this oh is gosh. going down for yep. real and so all of a sudden yeah. you're in a water fight with anybody regardless yep. of if they're dressed for a water fight or not right uh, and they're just you know mopping water out of the buildings because it's just everywhere it's and everywhere. the the main the main streets the most popular areas you know to the beach and stuff down there um, you're probably ankle deep or, or more in water because it'll be a little unsanitary where the water's just <laughs> rising up in the street because the drains can't handle it. And it's it's not rain. It's just that much water is being dumped yeah. by humans Yeah, there's into people the out with hoses. Oh, yeah. and, and they have, you know, crazy setups for, like, where there was, like, a DJ and, you know, dance parties are happening and there's just these water works going on like fountains just spraying everywhere yeah. it's just so cool 3d water yeah. just everywhere a lot of people will leave the main cities um the thai people go out to um where their families are but i noticed a lot of the shop owners or the hostel owners all their families would come there so they'd stand outside the hostel and it, motorcycles would go by and they would just spray them you know it's just so funny it's really amazing they also would wipe your face with this paste that they make out of baby powder and water they mix it into a paste and they like smush it across your forehead or like all down your cheek sometimes it would get in your mouth and your eyes which would be fine except some of it was the menthol baby powder the, so you the, would be blind for like 30 uh, yeah, seconds cooling powder in your eyes oh my gosh. Not, not fun but and, it's, and shoulder to shoulder crowd so you're blind and completely packed in oh by my humans gosh, it was yeah. just amazing claustrophobia not allowed yeah. not <laughs> even you just no personal space but that but was incredible. A really neat way to connect with the Thai people yeah. with the language barrier. You know, sometimes all you could do is a greeting or a thank you, a few basic things, but water the spoke. Songkran, it was like know, all of a yeah. sudden we were buddies, we were pals, we were enemies on the street, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, and we, yeah, we'd join up with packs of people to fight yeah. off other packs of people. It, it was just yeah. everybody got to be a kid. And the kids, totally. the kids also... It's so much fun for all the, oh the young kids around. Um, Hilarious. To, yeah, join yeah. in. Um, sorry about the rooster. The location that we're in, we will not tell you where we are, but I will give you a hint. There is a 22,000-foot peak outside our window. So anyway, there's also a rooster. Sorry about that. Moving on, Justin's going to tell you about the islands that we saw. Oh, man. For, for someone who has a little bit of fear of missing out to choose which <laughs> islands was uh, exciting and frustrating. Definitely. But we just had to kind of go with the flow. A lot of times if there was a less expensive ferry, we would kind of go that direction as opposed to a, you know, three-hour private boat that would cost us an arm and a leg, and then it's a resort island that also costs an arm and a leg. We, we had to end up choosing somewhat based on cost and, and interest, and so we, we went to a handful of them. We, I think we picked really well if, if you can't even make those choices. We went with the flow. We kind of went with the current of just direction and humans and ended up at some really awesome islands and I'm, I'm really excited about the adventure that unfolded because we did not plan it we just kind of <laughs> showed up at one island and was like well what island should we go to next and just sometimes we'd stop somewhere and be like i guess we're getting off here we weren't planning on it but let's get out of the boat so really fun way to approach the islands without a plan totally <laughs> um, it was actually really amazing to get to just show up and be like hey do we like it or should we move on yeah and then just decide the next day so we caught it's really uh, un unlike anything. Yeah, caught a ferry from Phuket, which is a beautiful island, actually. You know, some people say it's crowded, but we found some amazing hidden beaches there. Mm -hmm. Not maybe not the beach, the perfect beach, you know, but uh, found some awesome ones uh, by scooter and hiking and stuff mm -hmm. like that that were less traveled. Um, first, 
a smaller island, and I do mean smaller, that we went to is Kopipi. Very small. Very small, but busy, uh, mostly for the fact that the movie The Beach was filmed at a small little island off its coast that you can see. Uh, didn't visit there because it's essentially shut down because it's been over-visited, um, but we got to see it from, from the boat, and uh, the, the island itself was absolutely gorgeous, really pretty rock formations, even though it was a little crowded. The, the idea of rolling up to this just castle-looking island made of these beautiful rock towers in the middle of the ocean, and then all of a sudden there's stuff happening, and we went to a, a pool and hung out with all these people in our hostel that was just full of all kinds of people, and people were doing fire dancing, and the sunsets were amazing. And, oh, my gosh, it was crazy. Sunset, singular, because we got out of there. One day was enough. Yeah, we were like, you know? well, this is yeah. great, but not necessarily <laughs> our scene. Great for one day. We also had booked a room directly above the bass speakers for this massive dance party that was going on until yeah. 2 a.m. So, so we didn't, didn't get much sleep. The speakers were really going. So <laughs> fun, fun little stop, and off we went on another ferry um, and continued to co Lanta, which was one I actually had done a little research on and was really excited about because it's supposed to be very laid back, very peaceable, very quiet. Because sometimes the Thai islands get a reputation for being party destinations, and Koh Lanta has really kept its very chill. Ch- yeah, chill yeah, for lack of a better word. It. You know, there's yoga retreat centers and uh, mostly a lot of un, uh, I guess, unpopulated spots along the beach. You know, further further up one side, there's there's a lot of you know people and whatnot, but there's a national park at the far end, so the further you could go on a scooter, you just found your own little beach. You know, so we found beaches where there was no one, and the water temperature was perfect. Maybe not eh. the perfect beach, but I wouldn't say the water temperature was perfect. It was really, really warm. Kolanta, not as much. Yeah, I think. You're yeah. Th- you're thinking of some of the other. But ones. the ocean yeah. water—it was kind of astonishing how warm the ocean water was. You'd look out at the ocean, and be like, "Oh, that looks so great." You jump in, and you're like, "Hmm." Kind of like a hot tub. Yeah. It was still nice, of course. But Definitely better than sweating. Was it the, the perfect temperature for getting a smoothie and just floating out in the Definitely. waves? Yes. Yes, Oh, my it gosh. Was. The fruit smoothies were mm. to die for. And the watercolor was just beautiful yeah. and big monitor lizards, like, three feet long walking across the road. And definitely felt like we were somewhere else. You know, monkeys everywhere and uh, beautiful, beautiful island. Really enjoyed relaxing and sunsets and mm. kind of just... We stayed there for... Stayed there five for days? five days. We just yeah. kept staying because we were just like, oh, yep, wow, we, we need another so day serene. of this. Yeah. Uh, especially after the craziness of Phuket and such. We're just mm-hmm. ready for no people. And I think we kind of, were we fighting off being sick? Yeah. Oh, always a little Still, bit. You know, always a little bit. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was just exactly what we needed, what we were hoping for. And then from there, we heard this uh, Krabby District was another area a lot of people tend to go. We didn't know much about it. Um, and it's uh, technically coastal, but I would kind of put it in the island category because you need to access it by boat. Right. Um, so we went to a famous area called Rayleigh. Well, first of all, oh, we yeah. got on a boat that we were planning to go to Krabi. Mm-hmm. Aonang is the name of the beach there that's mm-hmm. famous or whatever. So we're on this boat, and it stops at this place called Rayleigh, which we'd heard of, of mm-hmm. course. And we look at it. And there's a, a small, uh, what are they called, the boats, the long tail, long tail wooden boats um, coming up to our large ferry to pick up a few people who were going to Riley. And we just looked at each other. We're like, we need to get off at this beach. Yep. It was so incredible. It was just beautiful. So we just yeah, like yeah. snuck onto the boat. Yeah. Essentially and got said, off. we're getting we're like, off here. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to jump <laughs> and ship. And the guy was like, you better hurry. Go, go, go. Like, so go, we just go, grabbed go. our packs and Grab jumped into another boat and no plan, nowhere to stay. Nowhere to stay. Oh and my just God. showed up to, yeah, picturesque, huge clift a uh, little paradise just tucked in here and you know I, I, I had very much an island feel even though it's technically part of the coast there um, 
So we'd crossed the entire gulf and gotten to the opposite coast in this area. So we'd covered some good ground. And there... This is where we ended up spending more time at Tonsai. <laughs> Tonsai is another beach over that you could get to by low tide, but a lot of times you'd take a boat over there as well. We didn't take the boat, though. We waited for low tide, and mm -hmm. we grabbed our packs, and we, we hiked across... Uh, very sharp rocks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there was a huge monitor lizard in the on the beach. Oh, that yeah. was really cool. Um, so anyway, those. I guess we could tell you a little bit more in our two adventures, but we'll just brush over the fact that it was an amazing area that we stayed longer also than we expected because it's just totally beautiful. After that, we went to Koh Tao, which is picturesque, awesome. Actually, we had to cross the the land into another whole body of water to get to Koh Tao. So covered quite a bit of distance, you know, for what we maybe lacked in number of islands visited, we made up for in different regions. So we got to really get a feel for this kind of island and this ocean and this kind of coast and that ocean and, um, or body of water, I should say. And mm -hmm. so that was, that was really fun. And Koh Tao did not disappoint. And we're going to tell you a little more about that too. Koh Tao is world famous for scuba diving. Mm -hmm. They have, I don't know, like 100, maybe 50, 50 to 100, somewhere in there, different um, dive companies where you can get your PADI or SSI, I believe, mm -hmm. certification. So Justin and I and this gal that we met at the bus stop named Kyra, mm -hmm. who was very sweet, um, quickly became friends and we decided that we were going to do the four-day PADI course. So we did and it was incredible. Mm -hmm. Our um, scuba instructor was named Dirk. So our team name that we decided on was Dirkulus. <laughs> it was awesome. He was very, very German and very, very cool. Yeah. And he was in, just so amazing, so incredible. So we really, really enjoyed scuba diving. It was terrifying and frightening and magical all at once. I think I had, I had a near panic attack down at the bottom on our second dive, but was able to breathe and calm down and realize everything's going to be okay. And then it was just amazing. We saw some sea turtles, one of which was um, of, of a endangered species of, mm -hmm. of, of sea turtles. Hawksbill. Turtle. Hawksbill, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's only 3,000 of them left. Apparently, so yeah. we did see one of them, cool. and that was amazing. And a huge uh, green sea turtle, and it was just sitting amongst this coral and just kind of eyeing us with a little bit of concern, but hanging out in this beautiful <laughs> yeah. coral formation. I mean... And the, it's just a whole different world. I mean, we're, you know, kind of joke, welcome to the other 70% of the planet or whatever. Yeah. It's just, there's so much more world out there under yep. the ocean. And totally. the, the spots we went through, our, our fourth dive, we actually got to plan it ourselves. And so, you know, everything from how long we'd be under it, which depths and which direction we would go and how we just signal to come back. And so felt kind of competent at that point to plan a dive. Um, and so we got to do that. And the, the rock formations or coral formations, I guess both were really cool so we'd go through these canyons and you go deeper and this big wall would be reaching up on your left and against it it's just coral sticking off the wall everywhere and fish hanging out on the coral and the nemo fish and the anemones and um these little fish that would come up and if you had scabs they'd bite them off and it really <laughs> fun very curious fun fish yeah red fish blue fish big fish <laughs> you know all kinds of fish one fish two fish <laughs> yeah. totally uh, and our, uh, our instructor was good about telling us, you know, interesting facts about the different kinds of fish. And um, mostly it was just magical to be deep under the ocean and be part of this world. You know, snorkeling, I think you feel like you're above a world. This, you're in it. You're of it. And so, scuba, so cool. Scuba, scuba. We love it. Are you for scuba? Mm -hmm. we, ha we did most of our um, Thailand trip down south um, for the fact that up north, Chiang Mai and Chiang Rai, which we had heard were just beautiful. The air quality was really, um, uh, really bad. <laughs> 
there was a lot of fires going on and so we kind of waited until last minute to get up to Chiang Rai, which I'm sad about because Chiang Rai was so amazing and we got to meet up with a missionary pal of ours. Uh, well, friend of a friend who is now our friend. Her name is A, and she works with Mekong Ministries. And she is our interview that you're going to hear in just a bit. She was kind enough to let us chat with her about what she does and um, just her thoughts on Thailand and, and uh, everything there. So, yeah, it was just awesome. We got to go up to the Golden Triangle, which is the place where the borders of Thailand and Myanmar and... Lao, mm-hmm. all touch. So we got to go up there. There was this massive Buddha statue, and we just kind of walked around and and got to pray and and just kind of observe. Um, yeah, just the interesting border border territory. And um, yeah, we had some good adventures. We got to go to a hospital, um, uh, a home where people go when they're um, needing care after after their time in the hospital. So. A works with people who run that house, and we got to go there and meet them and hear their amazing stories and pray with them as well. Totally. We really, really got to hang cool. out with their, their missionary team for their morning yeah. session and uh, did a little Bible study and sang some songs and uh, really neat. I, I know, taught just, them a dance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. We really felt like we got to be part of a, a group of people doing awesome things. Yeah. And Northern Thailand also totally different story as far as the geography and even the temperature and climate were a little different and fun to get that wow we're in a totally different part of a country feel yeah in addition definitely. we also went to this white temple which was eerie and a little creepy but beautiful and we, yeah. we met up with some friends that we'd actually met in thailand so that happens definitely we'll meet people in one country um or one part of a country in this case, and then all of a sudden we're in a different part of the country. And we get <laughs> to just are. meet up with them, and we, we might even Pretty see cool. them in Nepal because they're here. Maybe. Oh, yeah. you gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we are. Without further ado, let's hear from A. Well, hello, Justin here. We're going to interview our friend A from Chiang Rai, Thailand, where we are currently driving through the countryside. We just came back from uh, the three different borders of uh, Myanmar, Thailand, and Laos. So we're on our way back, and good time to snag an interview. So, A, tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is A. <laughs> yep, that's good. Just a little bit, right? Not a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do? Um, I do church planting. I mean, we, I work with uh, ministries, Mekong Ministries here in Chiang Rai. We do church planting in Laos another team in um, China. Very yes. Good. Yeah. And um, what does your ministry do typically? Um, what kind of different things do you guys do? We, here in Chiang Rai, we do, we will go, we'll say POP, People of Peace. We go out every month to different countries. We have two teams at the office. Um, the Lahu team will go to, to Myanmar or Burma will go to both c- countries taking like turns um, so we go five people of peace we invite yes. ourselves into their homes or houses and uh, and share mm-hmm. that's amazing awesome stories, um, stories. So, yeah, tell us about yourself you went to college what did you study in college I studied English then I I didn't know why I studied English it's because <laughs> No one ever knows what yeah. they study in college and why. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just I didn't plan. <laughs> yeah, that's us too. So. Yeah, and actually, um, I just want to give a little context. We know of A because 
two gals from Spokane that we go to church with, Kendra and Jewel Archer, um, uh, came to Thailand and, and lived here and worked here and, and knew her and just really, really loved her. And so when we told them that we were going to Thailand, they're like, oh, you need to go see A. So, so we have a, a friend of a friend connection there. So. Very cool. Yeah. Um, what is one thing you wish outsiders knew about Thailand? Okay, rich people will own an elephant and they drive elephant as um, their vehicle to go to places. <laughs> no way. Middle class people own um, horses, so they travel by horses. And um, for, for, for poor people, they own uh, pigs, so they drive, they they ride on pigs to go to places. For those I've who never don't know, seen this. Yeah, oh yeah. For those who don't know about Thailand, so that's what I want you to know. <laughs> they all I've seen that everywhere. everywhere. Right. Yeah, no cars, definitely no yep. motorbikes. Yep. Just if you people. don't know about Thailand, this is for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you don't know about Thailand, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Thai people love each other. We love tourists. We love. Yeah, we welcome everyone. Mm -hmm. We love smiling. Mm -hmm. yes. We love to help people. But if we don't have anyone to to help to serve, then we fight each other. No, <laughs> it is serious. Yeah. It's true. Really? Yeah. But then if there is something outside trying to go to come against Thailand, and we fight against that together. But if we don't have yes. anything, then we fight against each other. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You gotta stay busy helping people. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Secret. Um, finally, what's your favorite food here in Thailand? Ha. Huh. It's really hard. There's so much good Maybe your food. favorite spicy food. I love noodles. 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 I eat noodles every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm not Chinese, but I love noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Is noodles typically a Chinese dish? I think so, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> there seem to be a lot of noodles in, in Thailand. Especially in the, the north. Yeah. The majority of Thai people are Chinese. Very cool. so much for listening to this episode of How's About. And if you are in any way interested in supporting A's ministry, I've included the link to her website in the description. I'm sure they would appreciate any financial support. They are doing really, really incredible work up there um, for the gospel. So um, we absolutely adored Thailand. We definitely see it as a place that we would love to come back to in the future. Oh, and, absolutely. Because uh, Tanzai and Rayleigh forgot to mention, we got to do some phenomenal rock climbing it turns out we didn't even know it's some world-class climbing there the limestone cliffs and formations are unlike anywhere in the world you can climb on stalactites literally so we got to go and do a, a guided day where led up more sport routes than i've done in the last few years um and had a lot of fun but mostly 
a little over our heads, literally and figuratively, as far as the level, uh, very, very technical, advanced climbing. And so we would love to go back, train up and get back there and uh, do some more of the extensive amount of climbing that's out there get in that area. Get some calluses, get some muscles, and yeah. get some friends who want to do it totally. with us. Totally. Yeah. We barely scratched the surface. It was like being in Yosemite and watching climbers go, and we're just like, oh, yeah. we are. Oh my gosh. We are just gonna watch you guys sometimes because it's so crazy some of the overhangs and caves and stuff these people were doing so anyway we are hungry for more climbing absolutely and, uh, hungry for more thailand of course of join course. us next time <laughs>